When there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk the runway. Welcome to the Living Dead Fashion Show. Wow, look at that look. Marcus Scariota is wearing <laughs> a rug vest made of human skin conditions. And here comes Spooky Bets right down the runway, striking hip flex poses. Look at that. He's got on a, a man's skull on top of his head as a chapeau. Amazing. Everybody take your photo. Wow. Here comes Scaris Hilton. She's a, one of the famous, famous fashionistas of all time. And she's in the front row looking on going, that's hot. That's not. And that is the scariest thing I've ever seen. It's a zombie and they're going to eat us. So uh, why did we decide to wrangle up these <laughs> walking deadsmen and have them become fashion models? We clearly can't control them. They're eating me. Oh, God, they're eating me. The walking deadsmen. That's, not, that's a great band name. Oh, man. And that was that. That was... The- that was a hell of a that spooktacular was, runway show. That was the latest spooktacular runway show. Hey, I'm Davis. And I'm... And I'm Chance. The former lead singer of Slipknot before the band forced him out. I used to wear a, a Dr. Pepper 30-pack box on my head as my mask. <laughs> kind of like Buckethead? Yeah. There's a fucking guy named Buckethead. If you never heard of this dude, he wears a goddamn KFC bucket on his head. And he just shreds the fucking axe. Yeah, That's dude. his whole deal, dude. That's uh, them Slipknot boys got some cool masks. Yeah, what do they wear? They look like ogres or beasts or something. Yeah, they're like kind of like steampunk beasts. Steampunk beasts. Yeah, dude, steampunk ogres. Uh, I couldn't get into the whole steampunk thing. That's like guys wearing fucking clocks on their head and stuff or something like that. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Something like that. I'm more like, of a cyberpunk guy myself. But. Yeah, like a like a like a Blade Runner type of thing. Yeah, like a altered carbon starring yeah. James Purefoy, who's in today's movie. Yep. Because this is Pod Fast and Pod Furious, and we watch Resident Evil. Evil was isn't that how he said it in the games? Yeah. Resident Evil from 2002. Two? Yeah. Because. I saw that was a piece of trivia. It was originally called Resident Evil Ground Zero. Uh-huh, but Resident Evil Zero was coming out the same year. No, I had to change it because of 9-11s. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought it was because Resident Evil Zero on no. GameCube came out the same year. Uh, Ground Zero. <laughs> Resident Evil Ground right. Zero. And the films really have nothing in common to 9-11. Yeah, this think. tower is underground. That right. tower was above ground. This the plane is, can't There was hit. two towers, actually. The Twin Tower. I don't know if the you twin knew towers. that, but there was two, two of them. Right. But, like, a plane can't hit a tower that's underground. Or can it? I'd like to find out. Yeah. It could have been Control Blast. (laughs) Control Blast. They blow a hole into the ground as the airplane's fucking plummeting towards the earth. Dynamite caps and stuff. And then they open up a hole big enough for the plane to hit. I mean, who knows? You know, if they can run a child prostitution ring through a pizza shop... You know, can, anything's possible. Then they can shoot dynamite into the ground and blow up an underground high. If jet fuel can melt steel beams, I'm pretty sure it can melt dirt. And 
And if dirt can be melted by a steel uh, dynamite, then I'm a friggin' monkey's uncle. Resident Evil, baby. <laughs> Woo! Now we're Woo! talking. Woo! Uh, a movie that does not sit with me as well as it did in 2002. I was gonna ask you, do you have any nostalgia for this flick? Because this came out right around when we were young lads, and I remember watching this, and I remember certain images and things from it sticking in my brain, and obviously I remember the bitchin' Marilyn Manson theme song that we were rocking out to during the film. Yep. Um, um yeah, I, I remember, like, loving this movie when it came out. I saw it with Chris Nowak and his brother Alex Nowak. Shout out to them, my homies. Um, we were big into the Resident Evil games. Uh, who wasn't? The Resident Evil 1 GameCube version had already come out at that point. Oh, this is when they redid the graphics and everything. Yeah, it looked better. Looked a lot, like, Jill looked fuckable and not polygonal. You you wanted a piece of that Jill sandwich. I did. I wanted to break me off a piece of that Jill cat bar. You were the master of unlocking and you wanted to unlock that chastity belt. Exactly. Get right to the pussy. Honestly, I just wanted a digital sex scene between her and Chris Redfield, because he was a real hunk. Chris Redfield was a hunk. He looked like he had a big old dick. Yeah, he probably was packing He was just slanging that fucking thing. He was the liquor. Clubbing zombies over the head with it. I bet Barry Burton had a fat hog. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Um, (laughs) but yeah, uh, I remember seeing this movie with him, and we downloaded on LimeWire, and the first time we tried to download it, we got, like, a heinous porn from oh. LimeWire. It was not Resident Evil, the film. It was, like, just a fucked up, like, homemade porno movie. Was this... Because I remember a couple months back we were talking, you were talking about downloading some porn from LimeWire, and you said it was, like, with a dog. Yeah, this, this is... dog? This is the dog. Oh. This is uh, where we thought it, it... It looked exactly like someone that we knew's mom fucking a dog that looked exactly like their dog. Oh. And, uh, so immediately I did not delete the file. I kept it, because I was like, I gotta show Michael King this. And Michael King, to this day, he and I laugh about that shit, because we're fully convinced that it was his mom and their dog. <laughs> not Michael King's not mom Michael and King's dog, mom, but, but, like, the person, the person we knew. Um, yeah, and then afterwards, uh, they literally caught just a glimpse of the, uh, closing credit Slipknot song, My Plague. And they immediately had me download... All of the Resident Evil soundtracks with, with you know, Marilyn Manson's and Slipknot's and all that. And your your guar and that yeah, sort of thing. That 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 genre of, of, of sound. Speed demon metal. <laughs> demon ride metal. And I swear to God, not like three weeks later, those two were like in classes to like learn guitar and shit. Oh, and like to this day, God. Chris still like loves metal. There it is. Yeah, Resident like, Evil spawned a love of metal. And like last spawned my hatred for it. Yeah, I couldn't get in because you started rocking out to the Slipknot song at the end. And I was like... I will... I have like a... I, I could never... This isn't for me. It's uh, it's more of a nostalgic uh, like enjoyment right. of the Slipknot. Like, it, sort of the way we, we are for like Limp Bizkit. Exactly. Or, yeah. Exactly. I'm not actually enjoying it. Right. It's just like a rush of memories to yeah, my brain yeah, cranium. Like a dopamine hit. Yep. Hearing Fred Durst rap about getting nooky. Yeah. And that's why it's like I could listen to Slipknot's like self-titled original album from 99 and be like, yeah, like, because it's just memories of like the first time I felt up a boob and things like that. Listening to Slipknot? Because I'd go over to Chris Nowak's place. They were staying at this apartment while their house was being built. And this girl used to hang out with us, and she would just, like, let us feel her boobies. She was, like, the little town crier, but, like, town slut. 
the town bicycle, everyone's had a ride. Pretty much, yeah. Is that that was the, she was all about. I learned it. that from one of the Austin Powers movies. We weren't cavanawing her and just grabbing boobies without permissions, right? She was putting our hands on her boobies. Although you do have a lot in ca- common with Kavanaugh because you like beer. You I like do like drinking beer. beer. But then our common interests end because he went to Yale and I didn't. Right, you went to Harvard. Exactly. Famously, I'm a way uh, smarter yeah. man. And that's in Harvard that you first class you take as a freshman is to not rape. That's the number one thing. And then you uh, you wrote for the Crimson, right? Yep, then, the, uh, the Crimson. And the National Lampoon. I did. I actually, uh, they had to cut my scenes out of the National Lampoon movie that they did. Van Wilder 2, The Rise of Taj. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Still still like, keep in touch with, with him and, and, and uh, with Taj. Deadpool. <laughs> yeah, Cal Penn. I keep in touch with Cal Penn and Deadpool. Right. And then you were also, you were roommates with Mark Zuckerberg, right? And you guys Yeah, he stole Facebook, Facebook from me. He stole Facebook from me. He stole it from me. And that other guy showed up, and he was like, no, he stole it from me. And I was like, dude, I don't even fucking know you. You don't even go here. Right. Eduardo Saverin. Yeah, the Spider-Man. So he's, you were, Facebook was stolen from you by Mark Zuckerberg, and then your story was stolen by Eduardo Saverin. Spider-Man. Andrew Garfield. Yeah, yeah, Spider-Man. For the movie. And he was like, he was going around, and he's like, no, no, that was me. But in real life, he was actually he, Spider-Man. So then there was, he was, <laughs> so he was shooting webs. Yes. At you. He webbed me up he against the wall, and so it was like. You couldn't, uh, uh. He was like, this is my yeah. idea, and you know it. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I was just, I was struggling, but. So then there was. The, so uh, then I had something in common with the victims of Kavanaugh, in that I was held against my will by Cummy Webb. By Cummy Webb? Yeah. Is that a man? No, I imagine that's just what Kavanaugh calls his cum. Cummy web? Yeah, because, you know, the Spider-Man's webs are very cum-like. Yeah. I lost yeah, it. I went for cummy web. You lost the web. Cummy web would make a good name, though. Cummy web? <laughs> Didn't you... Wasn't it Kim web? Yeah, I knew it. I, yeah, yeah I, I dated a Kim web before yeah. she became a lesbian. Cum web. Then, yeah. That you, I never... You turned her gay. I turned her gay with my cum web. Yeah. Ah, President... President Evil. President Evil. Hey, you want to get to you want to get into some some topical politics? What a topical episode this has been. President Evil. Yeah, and Donald Trump <laughs> is the liquor. Welcome to the hive. We're working on the T virus. <laughs> Can you imagine they get to the center and that's the voice that greets them? <laughs> the Red Queen. Yeah. Oh, I see you got past my laser defense. <laughs> I don't even know. I was slipping into like a like a Tommy Chong there. Hey, man. Hey, you got past my laser defenses, man. <laughs> That was a uh, when I went to Wingstop a couple weeks ago. I told the guy my name is Dave, and he goes, "Dave's not here, man." <laughs> I was like this motherfucker. <laughs> he's uh he's got some jokes. You know that guy was smoking weed in the bag. He's making fucking Cheech and Chong references. I get twenty eight. I can only hope that when you go tonight, he makes the same, same exact yeah, joke. Like just completely doesn't recognize. Doesn't me. remember. Doesn't know. Look him in the eyes, and I'll go. You already made that joke, motherfucker. Oh, I may go get some Wingstop after this. Yeah. Um. Oh, you know what pissed me off? Huh. It's a couple months ago. I was wearing this shirt, actually. It's Carhartt shirt. Right? Yeah. Carhartt, uh, like a work shirt. Dale Carhartt Jr. Dale Carhartt Jr. <laughs> and these fucking, like, little hipster fruits come into the store where I'm working. And uh, I was, like, hungover. This is back, you know, back when I was still sipping, slow so This sipping. is, like, what, over 30 days ago? Yeah, three months. Three, oh, has it been three months? I knew yeah, there was so a three yeah. in there. But, um, anyway, uh, this guy, uh... So it's, like, a hundred days ago. Right, and, uh... He looks at my shirt, he goes, oh, Carhartt, man, I love their music, dude. Like, trying to fuck with me. They make a band? No. 
He's just trying to fuck around. Like, oh, that like, was his bad joke? joke? Yeah, he's like, Carter, man, I love your music, man. And I was sitting there looking at him, and I was hungover, and I didn't feel like saying anything. But I should have said, hey, motherfucker, what, did you steal your clothes from a gay mime? Because he was wearing a beret. <laughs> like, <laughs> he was wearing a beret? <laughs> a gay mime. <laughs> that was the best I could come up with. Damn it. But that right. shouldn't have even said anything. Should have just walked up and knocked the beret off of his <laughs> fucking head. His head. Oh, a gay mime. What? Yeah, why what, Why do you have to be Actually, gay? all mimes are gay. Are they? Yeah. They only why. fuck butts. Uh-huh. No, they mime fucking butts. Ah, oh, that makes more sense. <laughs> oh, and they mime sucking dicks. Oh, then am I a gay mime? Yeah. Um. Shit, what was I going to look up? Oh, Resident Evil. President Evil. Uh, Paul W.S. President is the director who, of course, you were getting mixed up with Paul Thomas Anderson. There's too many Paul Andersons. There's a Wes Anderson also. Yeah, too Paul, many. Paul W. Wes Anderson. Hello, Mr. Anderson. Mr. Anderson. And he directed this in 2002, so I guess this would have been after Event Horizon, after, of course, Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. Uh, did he do anything between Event Horizon and this? From the way the interview I'm eventually going to oh, read no, excerpts no. from. He did Soldier, starring Kurt Russell. Yeah, that's it. Which takes place in, like, the Alien Blade Runner universe, I believe. Yeah, no, it doesn't. Uh, and he did a TV movie he called may, The Sight. He may think it does, but it doesn't. So, between Soldier and ADP. Yeah, yeah. So The man was on a spree with a bad video game. Paul W.S. Anderson, you know him, you love him, and then he made this one. Which, uh, you, I think you were reading up on uh, how he came up with this, right? And how he wrote the script? Yeah, here, I'll, uh, I'll read a quote about him uh, coming up with it. I'd love to hear it. Said, I've never been one to take the easy path. You can see that through my work. Okay, hang on, he's British, so can you do a British accent when you say it? I've never been one to take the easy path. You can see that through my work. I've always got to give myself a little challenge. When I signed on to Resident Evil, I decided that this... <laughs> That this time, my restraint should be that I wouldn't play the video games at all. I wanted to come to it fresh. I did, however, read the back of the box of the first one just to keep the suits off my back. (laughs) So he he wanted to impose restrictions on himself by not playing (laughs) or even looking at the source material. He sounds like the British Uva Bowl. Like, he's... The, like, Uva Balls, like, famously said he's, like, never played the games that he, like, did. He, like, only recently started playing games and apparently smoking pot. Um, but yeah, this guy just, yeah, just read the back of the box of the first one just to keep the suits off my back. I think it's interesting that he sounded like he was trying to box himself into a corner when he made it by, like, it, it almost reminds me of, like, you, have you heard of Dogma 95? Yeah. Yeah, where they've got all these rules. Hold yeah. on. I pulled them up. They've got ten rules for Dogma 95. Okay, what are, the, what are the rules? <clears throat> One, shooting must be done on location. Props and sets must not be brought in. Two, the sound must never be produced apart from the images or vice versa. Okay. Music must not be used unless it occurs where the scene is being shot. Three, camera must be handheld. Four, the film must be in color. Special lighting is not acceptable. Five, optical work and filters are forbidden. Six, the film must not contain superficial actions such as murders, weapons, etc. 7. Temporal and geographical alienation are forbidden. That is to say the film takes place here and now. 8. Genre movies are not acceptable. 9. The film format must be 35mm. And 10. 
The director must not be credited. That just sounds like every shitty indie film that I've ever seen. Well, these guys were all from, like, uh, Europe, you know, Dana. Oh, Lars von Trier, yeah. Yeah, guys. that sounds like a von Trier movie. Ah, hello, I'm von Trier. I'm Harmy Corrine, blah, well, blah, Christian Levering. Okay. Soren Krag Jacobson. And so that's what that's what Paul W.S. Anderson had to say about it. Can I just read what the creator of the video game had to say about, like, to hear his it, excitement about this happening? So Paul W.S. Anderson is now a Dogma 95 man, but he's his own set of rules, and his rule is... I'm I'm not going to play, play the, the game. game. I'm not going to look at no uh, promo images or nothing. I watch gonna... no video game trailers. Right. I just read the back of the case and then come up with my own story and my own films. Yep. And so basically he was like, oh, zombies in a mansion. We can get them out of there quick. And umbrellas. <laughs> what if this movie, instead of Umbrella Corporation, there's just people with umbrellas? <laughs> <laughs> That's what he gleaned from it. Yeah, they all walk around with fucking parasols and shit. Exactly. Looking like Princess Peach. Yep. So the, the poor creator, Shinji Mikami, uh, he said... When okay, I s- now this guy's Japanese, so can you do a Japanese voice? I'm not going there. Please do it. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do a good Japanese. I'm trying in my head to get it started. And I, I always base my Japanese accents off of uh, uh, the baby cart films. Uh, <laughs> this kid's name, Daigoro. Oh, uh, Lone Wolf and Cub. Lone Wolf and Cub. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to end up sounding German if I try to read this in a <laughs> Japanese accent. When I started out making Biohazard, which, for you fucking noobs, that's the actual title in Japan. When I started making out Biohazard, I was sick of making games. I wanted to make films, but it's so hard to jump career tracks like that. <laughs> I was delighted my cinematic vision would finally reach the screen. Come on, a fucking brain aneurysm. And then, and then after the movie was made, he had to say, I was not angry at what they did to Resident Evil. I was heartbroken. Aww. He legit was, it fucking like destroyed his hopes and dreams of Man. getting into film. Oh, that's so sad. Like Paul W.S. Anderson, like shit He's on this guy. Him. Like no reverence for the source material. If you're, you know, a stickler yeah. for that sort of thing. And Mila Jovovich, uh, she said, when I was playing Alice, when I was preparing to play Alice for the first time, I asked myself a lot of questions. What is she? A human person. What does she do? Breathe oxygen. Oxygen. Does she have memories? No. Does she kick a dog? Yes. <laughs> Because, <laughs> dude, she kicks the fucking ever-living shit out of that dog. That's the best part of the movie. I guess we should start with uh, Mia Jovovich as Alice, who wakes up with amnesia. Can I just let me finish yes, her quotes? Yeah, oh, yeah, please. The person asks, Was it a challenge when nearly every detail of your character's personality and backstory was changed for each individual sequel? She just answered, I don't know. <laughs> and Anderson goes... I intended Alice as a tribute to the video game industry by not giving her a personality or agency. I was making her like a video game character. I thought that was obvious. <laughs> he sounds bitter. <laughs> the fucking guy. Um, I get the I get what he's going for though. Yeah, yeah. You uh, a lot of video game characters, you know, because you're sticking the like in a first person view or whatever, like Master Chief or Gordon Freeman. They're people that have no personality. Yeah, I mean, voice, you're playing so. the character, so you're right. putting your own. Personality. You're projecting. Yeah, exactly. So then, with all that said, poor Mikami says, 
Claire Redfield, Jill Valentine, Leon Kennedy, the leads of my games, I had done so much to flesh them out, to make them people, but he looked at all of that and said, no. He looked at my children and said, no. Over a minute of silence. That hurt me. Oh my god! He ruined this fucking guy with just the most depressing shit I've ever heard. <laughs> like, Paul W. Anderson and Mila Jovovich are like, I don't give a shit. I don't give a fuck. We made money. Right. And this poor fucking Japanese man is just like, they fucking broke me. They broke he, my spirit. He, yeah, he stared at this man's, like, <laughs> lifetime of creative output. He put every, like, last ounce of brain energy and heart into he wanted, creating this he series that he loved. He yes. wanted to change careers. Yeah. To be a filmmaker. And, and this is what a filmmaker did. That's, uh... I guess it was the the capitalist spirit of Hollywood just crushed him. Yeah, because anything for a buck. Because this was originally uh, was going to be adapted by George Romero. Correct? Right. And you said yeah. you read the script. I like years ago, so I don't remember too much about it. I remember that it stuck pretty closely to the first game, from what I remember. Like they're in the mansion the whole time. So there was like no Alice. No, no Alice. No, there's but there's, there's like, Jill and Chris. Yeah, and there's like death traps and shit. I think they had the mutant gator or crocodile or whatever the fuck it was. That's what this movie was missing. Yeah, a mutant gator? gator? Yes, sir. <laughs> Got Woo! It. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. They would call me in real quick down in that hive and I'd take it. Yes, sir. Brought down my six shooters, my six guns. Is there a specific type of six gun you use to kill a mutant gator? Yeah, I got a pearl handled six gun. I made it, I crafted it in my, my forgery, my little shack that I got out back of my my plantation house down there in Louisiana. And who made the bullets for you? Well, that'd be my blacksmith. Okay, that makes my, sense. I have my own blacksmith on hire. He's actually here if you'd like to talk to him. Yeah. I'll actually, I'll, I'll introduce him. You can butt off. And uh, here, here comes my blacksmith here. Oh, yes, sir. I'm the blacksmith down there at the plantation. That's right. Thank you for introducing yourself. What's your name, young bloke? You told me never to say my name, that I don't have the rights of a human being. That's exactly why I got you wearing that leather gimp mask. Do you like to call me number 11 because you say that you've killed off 10 blacksmiths before me and that's they were all terrible? That's right, and I may not have put the Smith on there in there. I would have just said I killed. Are man. you giving me a hint that my name is Smith? No, no, sir, no, sir. Now, number 11, why don't you tell them uh, how we met out there? Well, I was escaping a prison yard and then I was running through a swamp, and next thing I know, I was caught in a bear trap. That's right. And then you came and you pulled me down from it. My leg ripped off, and you said, Don't worry about that. I'll take care of that. And you never did. You just locked me in a shed and had me make bullets for hey, you. Well, now, you're, you're not embellishing it the way uh, old Jeremiah would. Now, I didn't hear about this in here. Uh, prison escape. You was breaking out of uh, Folsom Southern Division. <laughs> Yeah, they had this guy named Johnny Cash come in there. He was playing a song, and I didn't like it, and I ran. Playing tunes, and you done dug under the wall with an ice cream scooper. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And you done found your way out in the bayou, and you was trekking through the swamps and the marshlands, avoiding the uh, logs. Gators. And gators. And and wolves, and they had the dogs on me. That's right. They were, they were sick of the dogs on you, and I said, Old Jeremiah will help you out. I'll come out there with uh now, these was my old rusty six shooters that have been passed down generation after generation after generation. They weren't so rusty when I got done with that's them, That's no. right, that's right. That's where my story was headed, old number 11. I found you out there in that swamp. I was searching for, searching for you because I, I wanted that reward. 
And then I seen you up there in my bear trap net that is made with razor fishing wire <laughs> that I used to hunt uh, mutant gators and uh, fish heads and snakehead tailors out there and that sort of thing. And I, I, I cut your leg off and I, I, I made a tourniquet out of my own gator skin jacket because I felt so bad for you. And I really think that today is why the gators leave me be. That's right. Some of that scent rubbed off on you. Some of the skin, some of the DNAs. Like I just, the, I became like half man, half gator, like half, that spider guy. Half man, half gator. Like number 11, gator man. And actually, because you had that leg missing, we made the tourniquet, and I carried you back to my mansion like a little baby because I felt bad for you. There was some sympathy there. And uh, I actually made you a prosthetic leg fully out. Of gator skin. <laughs> you you did. It, it's very limp, though, so I can't put much weight on it. So. Right. It's, well, yeah, there's nothing filling it. It's just uh, it's gator skin in the shape and form of a foot. And that's if there's, like, air in it. If it's flat, if it's deflated, it's it just looks like it's some rolled-up gator skin. It looked like uh, that uh, leather t- tube man that they stick outside the used car dealership. <laughs> yeah, <just> deflated. <laughs> deflated leather tube man. But uh, number 11, I keep you there in that shack there in your cage, and you make me all kinds of beautiful poil handled uh, six shooters. Yeah, I make you damn. I make you weapons to defeat the swamp monsters. That's right, ceremonial swords and that sort of thing. <laughs> ceremonial crosses for any time a swamp vampire come about. Uh-huh, a little swamp vampire, yeah. Well, we'll tell you all about them soon enough. I think that was just a lady's baby, but, you know, it could have been a swamp vampire. Yeah, you never can't tell. They're shapeshifters. They turn into a bat. They're turning into a, a a baby. You never know with them vampires. You never know. You know, that you hear all kinds of tales down there in the swamp. Hey, number 11. Yeah? I think it's about time we get back to our business. We got a a, a pearl-handled uh, uh, a saber to make. I make most... <laughs> I have you make most of my things out of pearl. Yeah, pearl's pearl's pretty big on your list, but I, I brought you that pearl blunderbuss that you asked me to. That's right, and not just the handle; it was the whole. No, the thing whole thing is made, made of pearl, and it shoots pearl, and it shoots yo. That's right. Bullets made of pearl. Little musket balls made out of pearl. Straight up pearl, and that's been dredged up. My honeydew shrimp fishermen they they got. Uh, blasted out of the water by big shrimp business, and they've switched over to finding uh, oysters and clams that can dredge up poils to make my weapons and with. So, some people like to call them pirates, but our own very own president, he said, they're just good, hard-working American people. Some people call them pirates, but in the South, I call them buccaneers. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, number 11, let's get out of here. Yes, sir. Yeah, they just rode off on a horse. I, I didn't know they got a horse in here. <laughs> get a horse that was in here. fucking impressive. Silent horse, too. <laughs> it came in. Very peaceful. Like the night. Gentle. And gentle it left horse. like a goddamn thunderstorm. Yeah. yeah. Clattering. It was. Clattering. It, was. it sounded like an Edgar Allan Poe poem. Oh. Clattering like the clap between my legs. Clattering like... Is that what you describe it when your dick swings and slaps the insides of your thighs? It's a clatter? Uh, that's just why I describe it when I get chlamydia for the fifth time. Woo! Holy shit, we're a half hour and we barely started describing what happens in this film. I don't know, we opened up with more information I think we've ever opened up with on a film. 
That's true. With the quotes from those people. Yeah, you got some backstory. Let's dive into it. Because let's face it, this movie has literally nothing to do with any of the fucking films. Right. There's like little references and things. Like he looked at some like character art from like the monsters and shit. And was like, yeah, we can include this. We can include that. We'll throw a liquor in there. Yeah. And he doesn't lick. He eats. The uh, what I liked is I don't remember in the games if this applied to Umbrella, but in this film, Umbrella is this sort of. Google-esque, you referred to them as, like, yeah. a tech giant. It's what they became, eventually. And by the time this movie came out, Resident Evil 1, 2, and Nemesis had come out. So you're looking at, like, three games that have, like, built the story of Umbrella. So at this point, Umbrella was this huge conglomerate in right. the storyline. So that that really wasn't even that original. So... Oh, were you saying that as like a critique of the film that it wasn't original? That they, I just liked that the the that oh of... well, I thought you were saying you liked it because it felt like its own take on it. No, no, no. I was saying okay. like I didn't remember if that was part of the games, but I yeah, just, yeah, I like that sort of uh, the social critique of Umbrella as this. Yeah, it's very much uh, a huge part of the game. Yeah. Okay. Well, then they were, I would say, slightly ahead of their time because that yeah. I think uh, in the '90s we weren't thinking of things like that, especially. Because this this was uh, focused a lot on the digital age as well. Because it's a, it's talking yeah, about how it's a tech corporation. They got AI, all mm-hmm. sorts of shit. And this is only two thousand two. Solving AIDS, you know, things back like in two thousand two, I was fucking still on dial up at my house. Yeah, I was. I'm pretty sure I was on dial up as well. We were on dial up. We were hearing the e's and the r's and the e o e o e o e o e o e o e o e o e o e o e o e o e o e o e o e o e o e o e o e o like, ma'am, I was jerking off. Right. It took me a full hour to download the trailer for Batman Begins before school one day. Really? Oh, yeah. God damn. Um, and now you just pick up your freaking phone and you just watch it in a little window. In what the high hell is def. In high definitions. What's up with that? I never, I, little old me at 2002's brain would have been blown by the pixelation of these modern day telephones. Hmm. If somebody went back in time and showed it to you, it'd be like cosmic horror. You just wouldn't know what to make of the future. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. We once had a competition, Travis and I, as to who could jerk off the quickest. And we weren't, like, watching each other jerk off. We were just trusting each other's words as we timed each other go into the bathroom and then come out. Right. And I cheated because my phone was quick enough with the whatever service you had at the time to download a porno pic real quick. Oh. Use that instead of just my imagination. Oh, oh, so you guys were you were supposed to go in and jerk off with just mental images. Yeah, mental images. Oh, yeah, so that would make it a little harder. No stimulation. Yeah, and I won. You which won. I don't know quick if that's thing. anything to take pride in because it just means I come quick, but, I mean, that's what every woman's told well, me anyway. I, I so. think it speaks to the power of the digital image, as does this yeah, film. digital age. Right, the digital age. We start off in the Umbrella Labs... There's all kinds of computers. There's there's little British girl speakings. Right. There's scientists doing all kinds of experiments on Dobermans and rabbits and injecting things with large needles. And there's guys in suits and ladies in pantsuits. Yep. Sexual pantsuit anthem, the Lena Dunham song about Hillary Clinton. Lena Dunham made a song. You know, if I could, if I was ever allowed to like just kick the ass of one woman, it'd probably be Lena Dunham. What would you do to her? Just kick her in the pussy. Kick like, her straight in the probably plan. stone cold stunner. Like yeah. big boot to the pussy, and then just stone cold. Stun. You used to be way into stone colds when we would drink over at your old place. I'm still way you, into stone. Oh, cold. I know, I know, but I haven't gotten any stunners lately. 
I just remember there was one time I had a drink in my hand and you gave me a stunner. I sold it extra well. And held the beer up. Did a backflip over the couch. Didn't spill a drop. Nope. And look, not to brag upon myself, but I thought that was pretty fucking impressive. You and Bridget. Suck it, Dwayne Johnson. I used to always love to give you and Bridget Stone Cold stunners because you both would sell them like amazingly. Yeah, you gotta sell it. You know, you need a scene partner. Yep. And then that one time I Stone Cold stunned uh, Steve's girlfriend, Amy, because she got herself stuck in a box uh-huh. and couldn't get out of it. And I Stone Cold stunned her and she burst out of the box and then she just cried. <laughs> I felt like a real big asshole. Like, uh, like a real ass. Speaking of Stone Cold Stunners... Sirs, let your Stone Cold Stunners be consensual. Speaking of Stone Cold Stunners, this movie has nothing to do with them. Wow, what a transition. It's the Resident Evil, and then there's a man who comes into the lab, and he steals the virus, and he sets it off, and then the AI queen locks down the building and kills everybody. Yep. Which is she's like, crazy. can't can't let this, this virus get out. Can't let AIDS escape. Right, we can't let the zombie uh, virus get into the city of raccoons, which is next door. Which, look, why would you put your secret lab right next to a gigantic city? Why wouldn't they put full it of there? raccoons? Right, full of raccoons. They spread disease. Right, They're, it's like one of the biggest things they're known for. Yep, really fucked up. Like AI eating, girl eating trash, spreading and disease. Spreading disease. Right. Now look, they may look cute and cuddly. They look like bandits. to they me. They look like beautiful Sly. Remember Sly Fox? The video Hell game? yes. Pretty cool. I only ever play the demos. Why didn't they ever make a movie about that? Yeah. Why didn't they make a new? And this is what it made me think of it earlier. And I almost mentioned it. Why haven't they made a new Final Destination movie? I don't know because that's a franchise. It's like just ripe to continue. I know. You don't have to reboot it. Nothing like you don't even have to cast a killer. No, the killer is death. Right. People were always going. Wow. Why isn't Kane hotter? Jason's no more. And what do people fear most in life? Death. Death. Death, is, death like, is scary. Death is like the number one thing that most affects us all, I think. Yeah. it. You know what? You can run, run all night and day. You'll never get away from death. But you'll never get away from death. From yeah. death. From death. 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 This is our Slipknot song. Yeah. <laughs> death. Death. Coming out in Resident Evil 7. Coming out on the Triple X4 soundtrack when he's... <laughs> Sandboarding down a mountainside. Sandboarding. Sandboarding. But I like to leave the the nice. <laughs> He's sliding down a giant red oak tree, but his board is made with sanding paper on the bottom, so he's sanding his way down Ooh, the tree. Ooh, just straight carving, baby. Yeah. Um. Okay. So Mia Jovovich wakes up. She's amnesiac. She's, she's in the shower, nude, fully nipples popping off. The nips stay popping the yeah. whole film. How do we know she's amnesiac? Because she looks at some handwriting and she doesn't know if it's hers or not. So she writes a little sentence and notices that it doesn't match, which I thought was actually a very yeah. clever little detail. It was very clever. But then all of a sudden, machine guns in the uh, drawers. She's like, what the what? And then some She's looking for some panties. Right. And then she finds a beautiful, sexy red dress. Just laid out for her. Just laid out for her, like Lisa in the room. Yep. And then, boom, dudes in gas masks come in. They're like, hey, you're coming with us. And also, we got this guy, too. And then the guy pulls his mask off, and he's like, I'm Colin Salmon. And then the chick pulls her mask off, and she's like, I'm Michelle Rodriguez. There's our connection to the Fast and the Furious franchise. Hello, Miss Michelle. Whose name in this is Rain. Rain. Beautiful name. Reminds Which me funny, of the because weather. she was in a film with Uwe Boll, and he made a movie about a girl named Rain. Blood Rain, Rain, that is. Also based on video games. Yep. 
And Vigi Games, guys. They're Michelle cool. Michelle Rodriguez. This Gamers Rise Up. What? One year after Fast and Furious, right? Yeah, two years 2002. After, two years so. after Girl Fight? Or yeah. Three years, Three years, three yeah. years after Girl Fight. Pretty much playing the exact same stock type. Yeah, just hot as shit. Her opening line is, what was it, Blow, Blow Me? me. Yeah. yeah. She's just a hot, tough uh, Latina broad. Yeah. Dope-ass lips. Dope-ass lips. I wish I had her lips. Would probably look cool eating a lollipop, if you ask me. She, We've seen her do it in Fast and Furious. <laughs> yeah. uh, she's got the cool hair with the little bangs that go the little, frame yeah. her face. Yeah, yep. like a nice little oval. And uh, she just looks cool. And basically what you'd expect from Michelle Rodriguez in this movie, she kicks butt. She gets bited up by zombies. By dombies. Yep. She shoots dombies. Dombies. That's what, uh, when I used to work at a daycare, there was this little girl, Alyssa, and she called them dombies. She's yeah. like, she'd be like, I walk Walking Dead with my dad. <laughs> She's like five years old. How old is this girl? She's five? five, yeah. Watching dombies? She's like, yeah, the dombies was scary. And I was like... Probably shouldn't be watching this, but... Yeah, yeah, sure. Hey, I'll talk to you about Walking Dead. And then she had this horse book, and she would flip through the pictures of horses, and every time she saw a black horse, she would stop and go, that's black booty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this kid rules. Black booty. Like Shaq and black Drew. beauty. Yeah. Yeah. A children's tale. A tale. <laughs> a children's tale. <laughs> the horse's tale. Yeah. Um, so then... Uh, nah. Why do they want to go into the lab? They just want to shut down the Red Queen. And yeah, they're what? sent. They're sent to shut down the Red Queen, and basically, like, basically, they're the cleanup crew. Right. Supposed to lock this shit down, not let it spread, but make sure, like, you know, the AI is not doing AI shit like Skynet. Yeah, Skynetting out. Yep. And they reveal pretty quickly the role of the amnesiacs is that they were security people who stood at this mansion, which was a secret entrance into the hive. Yep. And they call it the hive because it's underground and it has layers and it looks like a honeycomb and there's a queen. Yep. A honeycomb? No, like a honey... It's very unoriginal. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. And then they go down into there. And so your cast is, you got cool black leader man. Salmon. Salmon. Colin Salmon, that is. Uh, you got Mia Yovovich. She's in her sexy red dress. Amnesiac, hard nips, red dress girl. James Purefoy from uh, Big Altered Dick Carbon. from Altered Carbon. Yeah, he shows his dick on that. He was great on the show Happen. Leonard, he looks cool here. He's very handsome. He's he, younger. I point he, out, yeah. he looks like he could be like Tom Jane's brother. Yeah, he's an extremely good looking dude, I thought. I'd love to see him and Tom Jane make out. And I liked him more than other guy, Penis Head Man. Who yeah, that like, guy's a fucking... What was this guy's whole thing? He was like, okay, so it turns His out... His sister worked for the company. Right, she infiltrated it, because they're yeah. like activists who are against Umbrella Corporation. Yeah, they don't buy into their Google shit. Right. Their Google images. We're not gonna let you take over the world. Yeah, so his sister gets in with the company, and she makes a deal. We find out later. I'm just gonna jump ahead and spoil. Yeah. Mila Jovovich. Right. And, and then James Purefoy was listening in with a little mic from yep. the window. Yep. And then it turns out he was gonna steal the virus and sell it to Highest Bidder? Is yes. that what I'm getting? Okay. Yeah, he was like, well, fuck these fools. I'll I'll do right. it. Right. We're not doing this for the activism's sake. We're doing this for the money. The money, sake, baby. baby. Make the world go round. Right. So he, but then. As he's escaping, I guess he's in the mansion, he gets amnesias. Yeah, we find out that the mansion is fitted with amnesia gas. Nerve gas, and there's a subjective amnesiac effect, but then they regain their memory. If you see things that stand out, like the T-virus, antivirus. Yeah, and I was getting confused by some of the plot. The plot elements. is just fucking nonsense. The it's... story is ludicrous, to quote Maude Lebowski. Yeah, yeah. 
And uh, so then they get down underground, and uh, immediately we get greeted with this dope laser fest. They yeah. go into a, a this. This is for my money the best scene in the movie. It's a nice Pink Floyd laser show. Yeah, uh, hand show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a hand show in it. Um, this is the scene that always stuck out to me. That, like when I first saw it as a kid, this is the one I remembered. And like if I was telling people, I was like, "You got to see this Resident Evil movie." There's a scene where a laser cuts people up. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. Yeah, it's it's even sick. to this day, it rules. Yeah, it does. So like, awesome music starts playing. It's like. Dur, 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 dur. And then some lasers come out, and it's the Red Queen's defenses, and it, and it takes out, what is it, four people? It's Colin Salmon's. And yeah, the, it's four in total. A chick who literally has zero, zero lines. lines. She immediately gets her head sliced in half, and it's yeah. pretty sweet looking. Look dope. It's kind of like if you ever seen the movie Ghost Ship, when the yes, cable when the cable. up. Yeah. Yep. This, um, this also reminded me of Final Destination. And that's a sh- yeah, very much. Like uh, the guy who gets from House of the Dead of a Bulls film who gets cut up with a barbed wire and he yep. slides apart. It's very similar. So yeah, this dude uh, it cuts the girl's head off and it cuts off this dude's fingers. And then he goes into shock. And I guess they just leave him to die on the floor. Uh, I guess. Because he's not shown again. Well, I think maybe when it turned into a grid, it cut him up while he was laying there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know if you noticed this, very similar to the video games, the bodies disappear. Yeah, yeah. They have a line about that. They're like, where'd they go? Yeah. But no, I mean the bodies in that hallway. Yeah, they disappear. Yeah, well, they had a line about that because they had a line about like the it. zombie girl who gets he, she like flips her over or no she uh, machine guns her out of the fucking frame, and then they were like, "Where'd she go? She was just there." No, no, he says, "How's she still standing? I shot her five times." And then Michelle Rodriguez goes, "Not standing anymore. Bitch ain't standing anymore." But then they go to look at her body and she's gone. Uh, so anytime you leave the room, they disappear. Basically, basically yeah. Um, and then there was some, I noticed early on, I pointed it out to you, like, when they first got on the train to go down into the hive, there was, like, this uh, establishing shot of the interior of the train that reminded me of the video game, and I yeah. wish they had done that more often. Yeah, like, like these like, fixed frames. Right, like, over in the corner where yep. you can see the whole thing. Yeah. With, like, there's, a wide angle. There was some cool cinematography in the film, like, for sure. Yeah, um, and I think, uh, dare I say, some of... Uh, Anderson's, uh, like, his use of hallways and space is very Kubrickian. Yeah, yeah, I like, can see that. that opening shot of the guy working on the virus is very, like, you've got this rectangle and it's lit mm-hmm. like a little cube. And then the hallway with the lasers is real cool looking. And then even the AI is similar to Hal. Yeah, yeah, very much. Here's my thing, right? It's like, I feel like Paul W.S. Anderson has the talent to be, like, a really, a really amazing director and filmmaker. But he seems to only do, like, material that is, like, B-tier. Like, purposefully C and B-tier. He likes the genre stuff. Which, like, don't get me wrong. cheap genre stuff. Mortal Kombat fucking rules hard. I like, I love Mortal Kombat. I like Event Horizon. Oh, he did Event Horizon? Yeah. Yeah, great film. Great film. And then, uh, there's a lot of people who swear by, like, Resident Evil, I think it's five that we have on our list. Okay, see, I've only seen one, two, and is three in the desert? Yeah, three's in the desert, I've seen one, two's two in the three. city. Those weren't Anderson. Like, I think he produced yeah, he them wrote with somebody them. else. Yeah. And then he came back and did four, which had Wentworth Miller as Chris Redfield. Okay. And then five, which is the one we're going to be watching next month for video game month. Yeah, baby. And, uh, and then most recently did the final chapter. And people, like, swear by, like, four and five. People really like the Pompeii movie he did with, uh... Kit Harrington from he did a Game Pompeii of Thrones. film? Yeah. Kiefer Sutherland's in it. No shit? Yeah. Huh. Um, and a lot of people seem to like his Three Musketeers movie that he did. Oh! Oh yeah, that, that movie fucking rules. Okay. That movie fucking bangs. Alright. 
So, you know, shout out to Anderson. We got yeah. some Anderson heads in the house. But again, like, at least, like, with that, it's, like, it's purposely a B film. Like, yeah. C to B film. Like, we're just, I don't know, I feel like he has the talent that if, like, given A material, could knock that shit out of the park. Do you think if this film didn't have the Resident Evil name or brand attached to it, do you think it would be not more popular, but more well-received as, like, a genre pick? I don't know, because this film was well-received as a motherfucker when it came out. Was it? Yeah. This movie made a buttload of money. Oh, not that's well. That's why I said not popular, but like more like a sp- critically acclaimed. Yeah, not critically acclaimed even, but just like I don't, I don't seem to think it's held in high esteem by like genre fans or anything. I don't know. Not this one at least. Well, I don't know. I feel like with the Resident Evil movies, he's kind of making fun of genre films in a way. Like, it's not like he's, like, making these for zombie fans. Oh, definitely not. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, they break all the rules of zombie films, like... Right, there's an antivirus. And you and can break a zombie's neck and it dies. But then there's also, like, very explicit references to, like, Day of the Dead. Like, when you see the yeah. newspaper at the end, this is the dead walk. Well, like that, a... that newspaper was made by someone at Capcom uh, who made the games. Okay. Yeah, and it was made for the film um, from uh, them. So, it, I, I don't know, it's... I think, all right, here's, I like the movie up until, like, the zombies start, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. Like, I like all the infiltration stuff, the shit with the Red Queen, the lasers, uh, you know, going down into the hive, getting to meet all the characters. Enjoyed it, enjoyed it, enjoyed it. And then once the zombies show up, it just kind of It just became boring. Me. It gets very boring. And yeah, generic. Yeah. And it's yeah. just sort of like, I don't know, it's like very brightly lit a lot of the yep. time. And then he, like... I think he cuts around a lot of the effects. Yeah. And then there's some very cheap digital effects, and it's all kind of oh, wonky. The, yeah. the digital shit in this film is right, like... Right, like the liquor is... Heinous looking. Right, but then they have practical effects that they'll use. Yeah, that looks great right. when you're doing like close-up shots. Right, like they'll show him pop up next to the window. or yeah. And we know he can do animatronics and shit because of fucking Goro from yeah. Mortal Kombat. looked awesome. I still yeah, think Goro, Goro was amazing. Yeah, dope. But then they'll they'll like merge it with these early digital effects with the liquor and like the they look dogs like at certain points that look horrific. And there's one zombie we noticed who just like randomly had a digital <laughs> wound on his face. It was he was missing his nose, and it was like, something you so easily could have done with like some latex yeah. prosthetics. And no, we just are going to yeah, digitally remove his I nose. I don't understand why he was a computer zombie. It looks like fucking horseshit. Yeah, and then, I don't know, it just seems to like go on and on during this middle section with all the zombies. This is where I've found so many movies that we watch for this podcast lose us. Is these, yeah, the these, middle section. These huge second acts where it's like... Well, in this one, I didn't even feel like the third act brought me back. We at least will do some movies where the second act loses us and the third act brings us back. I was into it, but I, I think some of it kind of got lost, like in the momentum of the internet shutting down, and then we yeah. lost the streaming, and then your mom came in and she was yelling, laughing about bit, shit, yelling and laughing, going crazy like a witch. Going, yep. ha, ha, ha. She was laughing crazy. Sounds just like her. <laughs> exactly. But um, yeah, I don't know. Even then, it's like I, the plot started to become like so convoluted, like unnecessarily convoluted. Yeah, there's so many goddamn twists about who's stealing the virus, who's the amnesiac, and none of it was like shocking. At this point, it was just like, okay, just get us to the end. Yeah, just fast forward, honey. Yeah, like let's go. We don't need yeah. it to be this deep of a fucking tale. Yeah, and there's I, no real espionage. And I like some of the action, like the scene where she's fighting the dogs and she spin kicks off the wall and smashes the dog in the face with a boot. She and kicks makes a huge the thwack noise. Fuck out of that dog. That's 
scene rule. That was laughing my ass off. Some nice Rocky Hardly. Balboa hitting me yeah, sound. God damn, these fruit flies are going nuts. It's just that head. one. I can't I catch them. I think there's two. They're like... Oh, we haven't oh. been able to catch either. We've been trying. We need Alice, dude. We need Alice come in here and just boot them. It would come in, her eye would do a close-up, and then she would go, wow. And she would spin just kick spin them, kick it right out of the air. Um, aside from the laser scene and the dog getting kicked in the head, was there anything that stood out to you that you really liked? Lots of hard nips. Yeah. <laughs> like... Mila Jovovich and Michelle Rodriguez at one point just headlights fully yeah, fucking you were, you were on. You're becoming extremely sexually horny during this film. Right? I was, and all I was missing then was the dude's dick. But it's like I'm like, yeah, I may just throw on altered carbon after right. you okay. leave and jerk off to that. Yeah, of the guys, I definitely would want to see James Purefoy's dick in this. He's the only dick I'm interested yeah, in. I've the, seen it. The one guy, it's a dope dick. The penis guy. He's got penis He's, head. Fuck that guy. His hair is all gelled up like Joel McHale. I like to believe that dude, like, got addicted to drugs, went to rehab, and, like, lost his career. Why couldn't they made that guy the traitor dude and then made James Purefoy the cool guy? Yeah, right? Just switch him up. It makes way more sense. Right, because this dude, I looked him up, and he's, like, he's like a TV guy, and he's on, like, soap operas or something. And it's like... I yeah. believe it. Meanwhile, James Purefoy's out here showing his dick on prestigious Netflix yeah. shows. Yo, and his zombie acting yeah. on point. Amazing zombie acting. He's definitely the best zombie actor. And then Michelle did some good zombie Mad- acting, Michelle, too. for the little bit she got, yeah. she crushed it. She got like a 30 seconds of zombie going... Mazelle. Let me hear your zombie impressions. I like a nice groan. I like a... Uh, okay. Like Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, like a like a Romero style, like a uh, Zom Gandhi. Hold on, you gotta like make your arms kind of. Yeah, you gotta get limp. Like uh, I used to be able to do this good thing where uh, if I was wearing high tops, I could pop it just enough oh, where man, it would look like my foot was snapped. sideways, and I could like drag it. Like the guy, I, that's one part of like the guy, the zombie guy with the snapped ankle, and he's yep. dragging the axe. That that's cool because that was the guy. That's where I got it from. Oh, okay, was this film? Uh, and so, yeah, we'd be hanging out, Travis and I, watching zombie films. Doing zombie impressions. Yeah. Um, What's your favorite zombie movie? Uh, Probably Day of the Dead, the original. Yeah, that's a good one. It's, I like the themes. Like, it's such a, like, well-made film, and it's Bud. thematically is fucking awesome. Bud. I like the guy who goes, I took it to the whirly bird, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just like that, like... All of Romero's, like, original uh, trilogy had, like, these, like, deep, like, social themes. But that one was the one that just went straight up, like, fuck the government, fuck, like, fuck the people in charge. Like, they don't give a shit about you. Right. And then I got to rewatch Land of the Dead because I remember that being a pretty savage capitalist takedown. Yeah, and see, I didn't like it when I saw it in theaters. And I think if I went back now as an adult... I'd probably really If it had come it. out, like, right at the same time as, like, Occupy Wall Street, people yes. would have gone nuts it, for it. Yep. It was just a few years too early. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, but it's definitely, like, a, a, a pretty nasty uh, satire of, like, the 99% versus the one. Do you know which one I hate? Uh, the Diary, Diary of the Dead. Yeah. I can't stand that. Well, didn't he do another one? Like, Survival? Survival of the Dead. I didn't even watch I it. I think I watched that. Diary of the Dead I hated mainly just because this dude, I had the same camera as him. And this man needed to change his battery, like, once in a blue moon. That camera ate fucking batteries like it was nobody's goddamn business. Mm. So you were like the Resident Evil fans watching this going, Go! 
isn't realistic to the game. Ruining my video games! You killing me. Gamers oh, rise up! Gamers rise up! Take down the 1%. Yeah, All the U.S. Anderson and Uva Bull. Take them down. Living in their ivory fucking towers. Playing with their pearl pistols. My favorite thing is uh, when I went and worked with Uva and I uh, went and played poker at his house one night. I went to take a piss and in the bathroom he just had pictures of him beating the shit out of like me <laughs> and Chris Alexander and the guy who lost his mind on Twitter, Jeff Snyder. <laughs> the in Snyder, yeah. And then Richard Kayunka, who I think like died in a hospital or something. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Chris Alexander and I are like the most well-adjusted and we're still yeah. weird as fuck. Jeff Snyder clearly got CTE beaten into his brain and it's really <laughs> coming out now on it's Twitter. finally hitting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good times. Um, I guess Uva just goes in there and maybe it gives him some sort of sexual gratification. The violence is like, oh yeah. <laughs> I do remember Raging Bull when I beat the fuck out of these retards. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, pretty much. Um... Anything you specifically really loathed about this film that you? That you... No, there's something that I loathed about it. Like, Same, I yeah, it was, like, I, yeah. It wasn't horrible, but yeah. it definitely didn't do anything for me. Yeah, there, there was nothing that made me go, "Come on!" Yeah, like there was parts I was very entertained by, and then there was parts where I was kind of like, "Yeah, whatever." Like my biggest issue is I was really excited to get to this movie, and after watching it, I was like, "Ew, why?" Like, why was I so excited to so go like, revisit uh, this? Sort of like Varsity Blues last yeah, month. Very we much, very yeah. Very hyped up for Varsity Blues. These like, movies I haven't seen in, like, 12 years, and now right. I'm like, oh, Jesus. Your perception has changed. I had very time. bad taste yeah. as a child. But it was also formative, because yeah. you've talked about... Uh, I can walk like I have a broken ankle. <laughs> right. So it shaped you in certain ways, but you've moved past it. Yeah, I appreciate a, better zombie films. Right, it's like a metaphor for... Moving on from a relationship or something. I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I was trying really to really stretching with that. Trying one. to come up with something profound, but I don't know. Yeah, you were like halfway I there. I was halfway there. You were um, in the halfway house. Who was the hottest person in this movie? Uh, I think I'm gonna go with Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah, she's doing it for you. She yeah. had a lot of mouth play with yeah. things. Like she put a flashlight. Yeah, in her that's mouth right. At one yeah, point. Well, yeah. Uh, similar to the tongue play from the Fast and the Furious. Yeah. yeah. She's very good with her mouth and it, it really seems like she would just give really great oral. And I'm yeah. not saying she gives great head or eats great pussy like cuz she likes them both. I'm, I feel like she right. just in general whether you are male or female if she goes down on you you're winning. Or maybe just the butt. Yeah, I mean I guess I I I'm not into that cuz I have IBS so it's mm, that's yeah, just always yeah. a danger zone. Right, it's like a soda fountain. There's like if you're going to go towards my butt, you better have a gas mask. Yeah, it's like one of those coke freestyle machines. Yeah, exactly. You never know what's going to spray out. Never know. <laughs> you just can't tell. But it will be brown and viscous. <laughs> For the coke freestyle machines, they should just have a random button. So you'd be like, I don't know what I want, and then you just, <laughs> just press hit it. me. Right, and then it comes out with like mango, vanilla, diet coke or something. <laughs> you end up just <laughs> vomiting everywhere. Uh, what about you? Who'd you find the hottest? Oh, well, okay, Michelle was attractive, very much so. Yeah. Uh James Purefoy, like I said, he, he was, was looking he good. He was a he yeah, he's a good looking dude. I think uh he's kinda aged out of it a little bit as he's gotten older, he's kinda gotten sort of uh He's still got big dick. Yeah. He's gotten a little saggy, I guess, but uh yeah, don't we all? Uh, oh, we mentioned Edgar Allan Poe earlier. He was on the TV show The Following with Kevin Bacon, where uh, he emulated uh, Edgar Allan Poe and his killings, and then he had a cult following him. And then every time Kevin Bacon would find something out, he'd go, classic Poe. And Edgar Allan Poe is also an altered carbon. 
That's right. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought you were going oh, with. Yeah, no, I totally forgot. So, because I only watched like two episodes and I got bored of it. Yeah, I don't blame you. I saw the dick. That's all I needed. Apparently, the book's really good. I haven't mean to like oh, yeah. pick up a copy and check it out. Well, I saw season two. They're doing Anthony Mackie. He's the star of that. That might be kind of cool. I like Anthony Mackie. Okay, he's playing the same character yeah. just in a different skin. Takeshi Kovacs. Yeah. Um. You know, I just gotta go with the star, front and center, Mia Jovovich. She, you know, fully nude. She's showing her boobs, showed her pussy at the look, end. Looked cool in that dress, showing off her legs, had a cool leather jacket on over it. She was hot. She had, like, I, I really liked she had, like, a very, like, natural look going on with her makeup. Mm, yeah. Like, she wasn't overly done up. Yeah, and especially as the movie goes on, she just gets, like, wetter and more fucked up and she's bloody. she's been kicking dogs that in was, the face. The, yeah, that was one of the things I saw in the trivia. Uh, all the minor cuts and bruises on Mia Jovovich's character are real. No makeup was applied. So she was really getting fucked up. She did, it said she did all her own stunts aside from, uh, like... Something with the ray, the wire. I think when they were crossing the giant pipe and there's all those wires. Oh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, except for the pipe jump, she used a stunt double because her agent thought she would get strangled by the hanging wires. Good work, agent. Yeah. Um, there's actually some interesting trivia, and I'm sad we didn't really have the time to get to it. I thought there was some cool stuff, and a lot of it is just references to the game. Yeah, which there's a lot, but honestly, I think some of them are, like, bullshit. Yeah. I think some of them are just, like, happenstance. Uh, yeah, such as the passcode for opening the door is director Paul W.S. Anderson's birthday. Yeah, like, okay. <laughs> yeah, who cares, Big motherfucker? Fuck you, Paul. You've had uh, your time in the spotlight. Uh, I'm scrolling through real quick. Uh, to prepare for the roles, they had a week of commando training. Wow, okay. That really showed. Originally set to star Sarah Michelle Geller as Alice. And then Paul came on. He's like, no, nah, I'm putting my wife. No, I think they met on this. And oh, really? And became engaged after. He was like, look, I filmed you naked for like three days. Yeah. I need to discover it. How do you my like own. my pud? Look at it. <laughs> this is how hard I got watching you for the first time. Look, I know you've got to get naked, so I'll get naked while I film you. Oh, yeah, there was that Jason Isaacs cameo at the end where he's the doctor. And you yeah, can only and he... see like, his face and hear his voice. And they, they ended up, it's, and it's not even a real reference to the game because they didn't change it. Like, they didn't introduce who he was until the second game, or until the second movie, and at that point, Paul W.S. Anderson had played the third game. He says that after he did the first one, he played uh, Resident Evil Nemesis. Uh, and Jason Isaacs, of course, was in Even Horizon. Yeah. Um, oh, here we go. So originally, Penis Guy was going to be played by David Boreanaz. Okay. Uh, but he turned it down to work on Angel. Uh, he would have been a lot better. He would have been a hell of a lot better, and honestly, it probably would have been a better move for his career than fucking Angel. Yeah. Oh, fucking Angel. Fuck Angel. Fucking stupid Angel. Uh, Mila Jovovich revealed in an interview she almost quit the film because she was unsatisfied with some significant script changes all revolving around Michelle Rodriguez's character of Rain. I wonder what the changes were. I like to hope that maybe they were trying to kill her off earlier. Earlier, or something. And she's like, and nah, she's, like, no, she's no, like the no, bad yeah. bitch with right. me. I need her as my, you know, my buddy. Yeah, because they did seem like they like got closer throughout the film. Like, I don't know if you noticed, there's yeah. like a lot of body language. She'd like put her hand on her shoulder. Oh and yeah, stuff. Do, and she refuses to kill her. The yep. Red Queen is like, I'll open the door, you know, but she's infected. You got to fucking take her out. Which I even I said, like, I was like, I would have chopped her head off immediately. <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow was offered the role of Alice. I can't imagine how quickly she turned that shit down. Not a not a Gwen movie. Yeah. Uh, the liquor's nickname on set was Clint. Okay, Howard. Howard. <laughs> you know who you look like. 
a lot like this dude Clint Howard. <laughs> Here's a weird one. In the commentary, it's mentioned that actor James Purefoy used his own blue jeans instead of the costume prop. <laughs> these blue jeans, these blue jeans don't fit right. I got a big dick. You didn't put room for my dick in them. The film is included on the film critic Roger Ebert's most hated list. <laughs> that yeah, it seems like a movie. Roger yeah, Ebert's Ebert pretentious. Like, come on, no, Roger Fucking... Ebert is very unpretentious. I think his taste. Eh. He he liked blockbusters and he liked dumb stuff. He even kind of praised some of the Transformers movies, from what I remember. Well, now he's dead, so we don't have to worry about it. Um, he's dead, right? Yeah, Ebert. Oh yeah, okay. he had like cancer and stuff, and he got all fucked up. And rest in peace. Ah, rest in hell. <laughs> rest in hell. Two thumbs down to your resting place. Um, no, I don't know. I don't think I've ever watched a Roger Ebert review in my life. Yeah, and then that's all. And then Alice through the looking glass. They have white rabbits and all that yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, we, get, we it. get it. You're not clever, Paul. Uh, should Powers Booth have been in this movie? Absolutely. Yeah, who should he have played? The Red Queen. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's putting herself into a projection of Powers Booth so you don't want to shut him down. I would have done it. Yeah, I would have done it. Like, sorry. Uh, like, see, you got past my lasers. <laughs> He's smoking a red cigar. Yeah, dude. Fuck yeah. I would have, yeah, I would have, I would have sided, yeah. I would have sided with that AI so no, quick. Like, you got a point. I see why you shut the building down, Powers. All right, we're out of here. Kill I'm him. Kill her. She's infected. Yes, sir. <laughs> you got it, Powers. Cy Tolliver. Oh, my phone's going nuts. My Other mom. than that, who else do you think he could have been? Um... Gorge. Uh, the doctor at the end. Yeah. Uh, Colin Salmon guy. Could you imagine Powers Booth like jumping over the holding and stuff? Yeah. yeah. Um, what if you played Alice? Okay. But wearing all, the red wearing dress. dress. I'm all for it. Powers would be into it, dude. <laughs> that guy gets it done. Yep. Uh, how many Coronas out of six? I'm going to go with two. I'm gonna go. I was at three, and then some of the zombie stuff kind of lost me. So yeah. I'm gonna go bad. I'm gonna go down to two and a half. Yeah, that's so fair. Like, out of six. I was up at three as well, and yeah, it just slowly the film like lowered for me. I'm gonna. What I'm gonna do before we get to the fifth one next month? I'm gonna make sure to watch all these motherfuckers. I think I'm gonna try and do that as yeah. well, and uh, so that way you know I'll, we'll I'll have some the, the the lore. Yeah, it'll make more sense, I guess. Yeah. Maybe, hopefully, because I caught some of those movies on TV sometimes. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. I just, all I remember from Resident Evil 2 is, uh, uh, Mike Epps runs a bitch over and he goes, GTA, motherfucker, 10 points or some shit like that. So, we'll, we'll have fun. We'll see, we'll see you guys in a month. We're taking a whole month off. No, we'll be back next week. We're going to be talking about, it's actually going to be my birthday next week. Oh yeah, it is. 25th, right? Yep, that's right. October 25th, next Thursday. We're going to be talking about another Paul Walkie talkie. Yep. Joyride. Candy, I can't wait. Candy cane. Candy cane. <laughs> I candy caned wait. Nailed it. So that should be fun. Um, and we'll probably have some more ballers coverage for you. Unfortunately. I think. We're we, almost at the end. Yeah, we're like we home stretch. Two, two left. So I think two. Actually, it might come out before this episode may be the last one. Yeah, yeah. You may have just heard the last, us recap the last episode of Ballers on Tuesday, I think, actually. Yeah. So maybe we'll come up with something else that's fun for a minisode, or maybe we won't. Maybe we'll just say fuck the minisodes and bail. We'll just start. We'll start doing minisodes where we just rag on the Rock for ten minutes. Yeah, we just talk about his stupid businesses and how much money he makes. Fuck you, Dwayne. All right, I gotta go pick us up some goddamn uh, chicken wings for dinner and go watch the Ravens. Uh, who Whoop knows? Up. Who knows, man? I think it might be a shootout. I think there's I think gonna be some is. points on the board. 
All right, I've been Davis. I've been Chance. Salud. Me familia. Resident Evil. Oh, <laughs>